1: What's going on, everybody? R.J. Ochoa here from SBNations bloggingtheboys.com. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that the Yuletide greetings are bringing you comfort and joy. It is time for our weekly Dallas Cowboys roundtable. Today is Tuesday, December 21st. The Dallas Cowboys are 10-4, and 4, and the Washington football team is incredibly unoriginal we are going to roast the little brothers of the NFC East here tonight we are actually going live later than usual because we had to wait for the Washington Philadelphia game to come to a conclusion which it is about two minutes away from doing so joining me tonight as they have many times throughout the season going in clockwise order it is Little sturch. you know him from Jersey Boys from Two Minute Warning from Chop Sports and from the east side of jersey that was purely a guess um west side or east i don't know if that's an i guess that's an e um you can also listen to this on blog, the blog and the boys podcast network but you can't see the hand signal that starts just made up i hope that doesn't get you in trouble in your neck of the woods anyway um, uh maybe not at our three o'clock position it is from oregon the land of maple syrup and honey dan rogers on twitter at danny phantom 24 you can see his phenomenal tweets read him at blog hear him on the blog and the boys podcast network down about 4 30 it is is Tom Ryle the OG looking just like Bane in that kind of Air Force looking jacket? If I'm, uh, you know, being honest right now, Tom on Twitter at Tom Ryle BTB ready for tonight? Tom brought a very specific subject that he wanted to dance with down at six o'clock. It is the professor Aiden Davis, uh, Aiden Davis, Aiden Davis on home for winter break because he is younger than all of us, and that is such a sad thing to say out loud. Uh, because winter break was a long time ago for me. Uh, Tony Catalina, dressed appropriately for the Christmas week. you tie greetings to you, Tony, on Twitter at Tony underscore Catalina. I will start with you, Tony, because last week uh, we had some people say after the fact that you should have won the show. We are looking for a winner tonight. Do you want to say something now? Get your foot out in front of everybody else.
2: Listen, I think uh, sometimes I put my foot in my mouth, but I think I'm on <laughs> a little hot streak on these roundtables, so I'm feeling pretty good.
1: All right. Well, um, 5,000 points to Tony to get the party started. Well done. Uh, Thank you from – or two, rather, Dina Simpson for the super chat getting the party started here on Tuesday night. Tom, I throw it to you. It looks like the Philadelphia Eagles are going to defeat the Washington football team tonight, bringing them to a 7-7 and record, putting them in second place in the NFC East. The Washington football team now 6-8, and traveling to AT&T Stadium on Sunday night this week against America's team. Meanwhile, the New York Giants can't manage to even um, do the tiniest things right, but uh, are you threatened by Philly? You worried about Week 18? You not worried about Washington? I mean, how are you feeling? look, the Cowboys
3: win this Sunday, and it doesn't matter. The Eagles can't possibly catch them then. The Cowboys win the NFC East. That's all that matters. Uh, you know, they ca- it can't be decided tonight because it would have taken a tie for the mathematics, and it's not going to be a tie. So, hmm. you know, uh, unfortunately, the Eagles get the win. It's one of those games where you really wanted both teams to lose, but it doesn't work that way.
1: It doesn't at all. Um, we have a lot of Cowboys things to get to, but as we tie a bow on um, on another divisional game wrapping up, lots of NFC East football happening as of late. Dallas visiting Washington last week. Dallas visiting New York this week. Philadelphia hosting Washington. This coming week, Dallas hosts Washington, and Philadelphia will visit the New York Giants. So you got all this NFC East common stuff happening all over the place. Sturge, there is more than just common games happening. There is a sense of commonality coming from the Washington football team they want to be a brotherhood they want to match they want to be just like the kings of the NFC East as we found out on Tuesday uh very very famously Sturge the Cowboys took their own benches to FedEx field a couple of weeks ago because uh that piece of crap dump doesn't have anything worth sitting on and so the Cowboys took matters into their own hands to take care of their own behinds and they won they walked away champions and so the bench thing looks like they won it but Sturge Dan Snyder he can't Embarrass himself enough, he has to find a way. So, on Tuesday, the Washington football team announced they will have their own benches that they will be taking everywhere, and those benches are now 0 1 like the losers that franchise is.
4: Um, I'm wondering if this begin like becomes a trend like within the league, like you know, like I mean, not for nothing, like you never want to leave it in the uh, you know, the home team's hands. Like, the only reason why Dallas did it is because they were kind of tipped off, I believe, it was by Seattle saying, like, hey, by the way you know, the heaters on the bench and this and that and the third, it didn't work. So Jerry was like, well, all right, I got all the money in the world. I'm going to get my benches out there. So then Daniel Snyder, you know, monkey see, monkey do. And, you know, he, he's trying to one up and he obviously failed. But I'm wondering if this is going to be a, a thing, you know, like considering how easy things are and how much money these owners have. And this is kind of like kind of insulting, to be honest with you, It like, kind of shows you like, Oh, we have so much money that we're going to travel our bench, <laughs> you know, like with the resident team, it just doesn't rub me well. And to answer the the couple of people in the chat, no, we did not win the division, by the way,
1: uh, Dan, your thoughts on this. You always have um, a cute little playful thing to say about the little brothers in the division. Um, did this bring a smile to your face? Did this warm, your heart, this, this kind of, you know, this, this is a time of year with lots of love and affection. You feel that for Washington?
5: Yeah, it did. It made me happy. Um, You know, it's, it's hilarious to me. I mean, Washington, they don't, they don't have an identity. No, they don't even have a a team name. So, you know, it's just funny to see them do this. Uh, You know, Jerry Jones, he is a trendsetter. You know, I understand that. And people, you know, will follow suit, but I don't know, just like for this to happen, like right after, I mean, it's not even, they're not even sneaky about it. And so I don't know, it just, it's going to make for a lot of fun jokes over the next uh few
1: days Tony Catalina you um in our BTB slack were upset um (laughs) you you were actually kind of hot and bothered about this why uh go off now is the time don't ever hold anything back here
2: Uh, you know I, I have so much respect for Ron Rivera and He, I think specifically he's got on my nerves over the last couple weeks more than anybody I could say that I've spoken to or been around because for first for him to get so offended by Mike McCarthy's haphazardly, you know, this is a guarantee. It's like, I mean, I thought that was just so corny for him to take, like, so offense, and I understand, like, you're, you're speaking, Mike McCarthy saying he has a rallying cry and his team needs to believe it. Well, I think it was you that need to get your team to believe it. Then you have something to say about the benches. Then the next week you do the same thing. And I just thought it was just so, like... It was just it made my skin crawl to the point of like, wow, like you're really that person that's going to talk disrespectfully about something you think you can't do, then turn around and do it and act like it's this big, like, look what we did and then get curb stomped by another division opponent. It's like bring them everywhere you want to. You're not going to win. It's like and not to mention, if you bring them to Dallas, it's 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 an indoor stadium. You're just going to look like an idiot. So it just I don't know, man, he's it really kind of just it really ticked me off
1: um okay uh i believe blue 365 what's up as we cover tony's face there at the bottom sorry tony says what's up best show around thanks for joining us i believe blue 365 aiden uh do you feel sorry for washington at all or they don't have any of your emotions whatsoever
6: honestly i didn't when i first saw it i didn't really care that much My was, we have know, to care we have to be well, upset here's the thing i thought it would have been actually kind of funny if they had did it to us. Like if they just brought it to the Cowboy stadium, it's Mm. indoors. I would have been like, ha ha. That's kind of funny. But then I thought there's so much wrong with the Washington football team right now that like, you can't supply your own benches for home games. Why are you now packing traveling benches? It's like between everything that's happened with Washington this year, I'm like, you have bigger issues than like this joke ish statement with now you're bringing your benches everywhere.
1: Okay. Well said. Everybody, uh, took turns trashing Washington, uh, which is appropriate given it had it's Washington week, by the way, we don't call it that around these parts. I know that they call it Dallas week, which to your point, Tony was kind of silly. How Ron Rivera was clutching his pearls that, you know, Mike McCarthy thought his football team could win correctly thought by the way. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, so, Aiden, you kind of talked about, you know, getting things off your chest a little bit, Dan, you had a tweet earlier. Um, where you seemed to get something off of your chest? Uh, do you know what tweet I'm talking about? Or rather, as I am just a puppet here, you you know, I you guys control the strings. All right, I'm just executing things. Um, the, a tweet you had, Tom, that may or may not have upset somebody in this room that was not me, was not Starch, was not Tony, it was not Aiden. Uh
5: I do remember that tweet. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I mean, there's. It feels like the the fall of the last couple Cowboys games have been kind of like everybody's trying to calm people, which is a weird thing, you know, after winning on the road. But I, I've, I've been finding that seems like people are a little bit too overly satisfied.
3: Oh, and, oh,
1: oh,
5: uh, oh, my. Um, if
1: I could ask each of you, I know how Tom feels, but. If anyone agrees with Dan, raise your hand. Put your hand up right now, even if you're at home, in in the crowd, wherever you're at. Uh, Aiden's raising his hand. Sturge, you're not raising your hand, just to be very clear? All right, no, Sturge, you're I, I want to hear bottom. All right, cool. Oh. So um, we've got one team up top, if you're watching, Aiden and Dan, seemingly, versus, to be clear, Tony and Sturge, you are opposed to the way Dan is thinking. Can I get a head nod, a sign of approval that you agree? Okay. Uh, Dan Tom dragged you into this I had nothing to do with it just to be very clear I was um, preparing my wife and I have been rewatching the Harry Potter movies I was looking up trivia on this so that's that's when Tom rubbed me into this conversation uh, but so the tweet in question for anyone who doesn't have Dan's Twitter open on Twitter at Danny Phantom 24 and I'm the inflections mine. Dan you can tell me if it's improper <laughs> it bothers me that some are overly satisfied with these wins We have to look past the results. Yes, road dubs are important. And yes, there are great things on D happening. But, literally in all caps, until the O, not Ochoa, the offense, can counter and punish the opposing D, there are limitations to how far this team can go. Dan, I'll give you the floor first to kind of expand a little bit more on this idea. Aiden, I'll then allow you to tag in for your teammate here and expand on this idea. And then I'm going to throw you guys at the Wolves. So, Dan, the floor is yours. Yeah,
5: first off, well said, RJ. I think uh, those were uh, perfect words. (laughs) I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, Now, I, I think the point that I'm trying to get across is that the Cowboys are still trying to get to where they need to play at a level where we could really do something in the playoffs. And we haven't done that. And, you know, we keep on talking about how this next game, you know, we all expected the giants to be the get right game. And what we're seeing is the Cowboys offense is having problems. Um, You know, we're seeing them not being able to throw the ball downfield. They're not putting points on the board. They're not putting finishing long drives. Um, And I think that until they can, prove that they can kind of break the way the teams are scheming against them it's going to be an issue uh, whether it's we're, we want to put it on Kellen, we want to put it on Dak we want to put it on drop passes there I mean there's a long list of things but to me this is something that concerns me when we go up against teams that won't have you know Taylor Heineke play, playing quarterback or Glennon playing quarterback it's that we cannot allow the defense cannot save us you know, eventually it's going to be too much for them. So, yeah, I mean, I'm concerned. I'm happy. I mean, I'm not going to say people stop being happy. These these wins are, are important, but I'm not like I'm still waiting to get excited and it's, you know, it, I'm not there.
1: Aiden, the Dallas Cowboys are the only team in the NFL this season to win three games in a row all on the road. Not very clear. Not everybody has had that opportunity. The Indianapolis Colts and Cincinnati Bengals, the only two other teams that did. However, they failed like losers, like the Washington football team. Um, What would you like to add to Dan before Tom goes off?
6: I mean, nobody's rooting for a loss here. Me and Dan will agree. Yeah, three wins – Cool. That's really good. And after what we saw for the, from the previous games, three wins is incredible. So congrats to the Cowboys. The only issue is this, those three wins, like Dan said, it hasn't come against the strongest quality opponents. And certain metrics right now, RJ, we were looking at this today, that showed the Cowboys arguably have been a bottom 10 offense since their bye week. And mm. so I think Dan hit the nail on the head. What happens? The expectations aren't wins anymore. Like, that was last year's expectation. Let's just get wins without Dak. Let's just see if the team can prove themselves. After the beginning of the season, we're now hoping for a Super Bowl or at least a deep playoff run. And from what I've seen with this offense, I have zero confidence that they can beat the Rams, the Cardinals in the first round. I definitely don't think they can string together three straight wins against this way the NFC East is going. So, I mean, yeah, I think that's my argument is – yeah, these wins are great, but what happens when tougher tougher opponents come?
1: I think you said something very interesting, Aiden, in that this is not last season where we're just kind of celebrating anything. Uh, in fact, one year ago today precisely, we were celebrating a two-game winning streak for the Dallas Cowboys. They had just beaten the San Francisco 49ers uh, after beating the Cincinnati Bengals. That 49ers game, by the way, was flexed out of Sunday Night Football to put into context the, uh, the rut that the Dallas Cowboys were in that the Dallas Cowboys were flexed off of Sunday night football against a longtime rival in the 49ers. Tom, you wrote something that actually went out yesterday on the anniversary of that 49ers win um, titled the Cowboys are getting a lot of criticism for a team that is 10 and four and the number two seed in the NFC, which they are through week 15. Your, your chances here, Tom, I've set you up. I promised you early on, make it good or else I'll be pissed. Here's what really Grab my attention
3: it's the idea that the Cowboys can't do anything if they don't get their offense better right now and my question is who is this NFL juggernaut that is going to go out there and they just are not going to be able to play with the Green Bay Packers that, that that
1: would be that would be the answer yeah that's that's the team okay. that haunts our dreams Tom at the that, <laughs> that,
3: that just managed a one-point victory over an injury-ravaged Baltimore Ravens squad Mm. Mm. and just barely got out of it, and that I can't remember who it was, but I saw someone saying that the Cowboys have the one defense in the league that can go up into Green Bay and have a chance of carrying their team to a win.
4: Akeem Tlaib.
3: Thank you. That was who it was, and I thought he made an excellent point with that. Are we worried about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that just got shut out by Oway, the same new Orleans saints team that everyone was complaining like Dallas beat them. And it doesn't really count because they're new all Orleans, up love the
1: pronunciation.
3: You know, are, are we worried about even if they should get far enough going up against the new England Patriots who just got embarrassed? We're certainly not, terribly concerned about the Arizona Cardinals who couldn't even manage a win against the Detroit Lions one 3 get your hands up you know and you know we're going on there the Los Angeles Rams everybody was saying well that's somebody we don't want to face in the uh, in the uh, wild card round which you know I want them to go against the the most beatable opponent, op- opponent too but the Rams did not look good tonight who is it that the Cowboys can't beat? Now, they've got plenty of room for improvement on offense, and I really think they're going to do that. I've got another piece that should be coming down the, the, the pike that says
1: – "Please, it. it, Tom. This, do, do your job here, please. <laughs> yes,
3: and, and it's uh, it's all about the fact that all of a sudden, cover two has come back in the NFL, and it is driving a lot of quarterbacks – crazy right now because look at what's happened to offensive production across the nfl everybody's down in the past few weeks it's not just the cowboys the cowboys have issues but they are issues they can work on and we've already seen them the running game started to show some life because oh coincidentally Connor Williams finally got put back in at left guard, which I think everybody was calling for after Connor McGovern's first game there. Tony Pollard is back. Get the running game to keep coming along. Get the wide receivers to maybe drop a few less balls. And yeah, Kellen Moore needs to work on some of his play calling because it takes a different kind of game to beat cover two, and he needs to get brushed up on that real fast. But I don't see why this Cowboys tied for the second best record in the league can't go up against anybody in the postseason and have a good chance, if not be expected to win.
1: I said it. I, I want to make sure it that's It's pretty impressive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> little uh, little diatribe there, Tom. Thank um, you. Search. So um, I'm going to throw back to, to Aiden and Dan. Don't worry. You, it, actually, I'm, we're going to call you guys a Dan. That's the team you are tonight. Uh, <laughs> but um, you'll get your chance to rebut. Um, I'm, again, I'm I'm the judge, the jury, the executioner, but I'm truly and totally impartial here. Uh, that being said, Tom stirred something else, you know, something up in my, my Coruscant. I call it covered dose on the subject of that. Uh, Sturch, do, do you want to add anything to Tom? Do you want to offer anything different? Do you feel like he forgot something? Are some people being too harsh on the Cowboys? I mean, how, how do you feel? I mean, you are king of Homerism here. Uh, so this is your chance to stand your team. I tell you
4: right now, I usually, uh, for a guy like me who always has something to say, I think Tom, absolutely nailed it to the point where I just don't have much more to add but I will say this there's going to be so many people within the next couple of weeks that say defense wins championships right and like that's that's the position we're in if and when I say when um this Cowboys offense gets a little better you know just a little better like if Dak Prescott plays a little better against Washington the first time we we'll win that game by 30 if if Dak Prescott plays just a little better we win, you know, 21-6. We probably win 30-6. to You know what I'm saying? Like, just a little better. The defense is playing so well right now that every time they step on the field, you are expecting – sacks and turnovers there is no more like oh i don't know if we're gonna be able to stop them and that goes for anybody i'm telling you right now after what we just watched with green bay struggling against like just like tom said injury riddled team in the ravens and after we watched the arizona cardinals struggle and after we saw tom brady completely lose focus and break all surface tablets and owe the league money like this is the time for the dallas cowboys to pounce on all of these teams i said it on this round table and i was uh, a complete nerd and i was trying to look for it to clip it up and to share it on my social media but i was the one to say and i believe it was like a month ago that i said that give it a couple weeks and you're going to be talking about the dallas cowboys as the number one seed and here we are so
1: i said to the ready um okay um that wasn't as compelling as what Tom had to say. Sorry. No, I just uh, said Tom nailed it. Fifty thousand points to Tom, four points to Sturge. All right. Um, Tony, let's let's kind of again, we're gonna get back to a Dan here, but um, I mean, our like, is is the ceiling really non-existent? I mean, can the Cowboys be the one seed? Are is this just a good week, or were they caught some some nice results? I mean, you know, we're sitting here feeling kind of tall and, and proud of ourselves because. Jared Goff led a, a Lions team to a win over the Lions because Taysom Hill led a Saints team to a win over the Bucks. I mean, does that offer you hope? Do you not care? I mean, do do you only care about how the Cowboys are performing? I mean, you know, where are you at, Tony? You you didn't seem as into this team. You do kind of seem like the middleman, in my view.
2: I mean, yeah. I. I- I think the way this league has been this year is there's so much parity. I mean, I, I, teams are loo- losing left and right to, like you said, quarterbacks and teams that that you wouldn't fathom before kickoff that they were going to lose that football game. So the fact that we're sitting here at the two seed with you know everything in front of us and you know I'll give Sturge a ton of props because Sturge has been calling Arizona pretty much frauds from the beginning. And you know it's and to me I thought they might have been the biggest. Yeah, I thought they were the biggest threat, but then you go on and get punched in the mouth by Detroit, and like there really isn't a team in this league that I don't think the Cowboys could beat. I mean, quite honestly, and that's not me being a homer; that's just me being realistic because the defense travels, and I know what this offense is capable of. So if if it's Green Bay, so be it. And I know that is kind of like the the boogeyman for us here in Dallas, but um, I yeah, I mean it the one seed is possible. I don't think, I don't know if it's probable. I love the idea of having the two seed and, you know, I love being out of the four seed. So for me, I'm, I don't want to say I'm playing or feel like we're playing with house money, but there's so many chips and dominoes have fell in our direction and our way that I just feel really good about the way things have looked. And, you know, if the, the Cowboys have some winnable football games in front of us to kind of keep us in that. Honestly, one, two, three seed is right there. And I'd be okay with that. So.
1: I think that where I don't want to speak for Aidan, Aidan, I want to go to you first here, Um, all three of our very handsome panelists. mentioned the Cowboys defense and how awesome it's been we obviously all know about the takeaways as of late four takeaways in each of the last three games they only have two games this season where they don't have a single takeaway Aiden in fact you were the person who predicted uh back in week two that the Cowboys defense would average two takeaways the rest of the way I think they're actually going to over deliver on that um however minimally but still uh I mean b- barring the last three games not living up to expectation but that's kind of the thing I mean Is it really sustainable, Aiden, for them to have four takeaways every single game? I don't know if anybody knows this. I tweeted it out, um, so if you didn't see it, I mean, how dare you? And I wrote about this, and it should be coming out on the site at some point on Wednesday. Aiden, the Cowboys' offense has been given nine possessions by the defense over the last three games. And of those nine possessions, they have two touchdowns, they have three field goals, and they have four punts. Um, So even with these extra possessions or expedited possessions that the Cowboys offense is getting they're still not really doing much with it and so that's I think I don't want to speak for you but I think that's where the concern is that disconnect that's not materializing
6: yeah and I'll take it a step further where I do think that the turnovers can sustain themselves even in January you're moving teams okay no no that's my point I think the defense is amazing. I'd argue easily top three in the NFL right now with the way they're playing. And yes, defense wins championships. I completely agree with that. But every great defense that has won a championship lately has been paired with at least a decent offense. So like, you have Tampa Bay, obviously a Tom Brady, Kansas City, I mean Patrick Mahomes, New England, Tom Brady, Philadelphia, their defense was good. And Nick Foles had to play lights out in the playoffs and earn that another great contract in order for them to win the super bowl denver had a great rushing offense to pair with their great defense and so i understand defense wins championships but with the way that our offense is playing right now i don't think we're going to beat playoff tom brady who at this point is thanos i don't think we're going to beat i don't think we're going to travel to lambo and beat aaron Rodgers, and i don't think i mean it's all of these I think we could in a given week sneak out with wins but I wouldn't expect us to win three straight of these games which at this point is the expectation um, Dan I believe Aiden
1: has a, um, a Magic Johnson jersey above his oh, yeah. shoulder and so uh, Dan I know you're a Lakers fan so it's appropriate that you guys would be teammate for this particular subject. Uh, Kevin offers up on our YouTube channel our red zone touchdown percentage home versus away is alarming and why home field matters so much for us. There is context Dan that these last three games um, have been on the road. Uh, two of them against division rivals. I know you're aware of that. The Cowboys haven't played a home game since Thanksgiving. They haven't played a home Sunday game since they beat the Falcons and the monkey butt stuff. Um, so th- does any of what these guys are saying. Um, actually, I want to get to this F kit crutch uh, th- through in a super chat to ask if we clinch the division or just a playoff berth. the Cowboys have clinched neither um, as of the moment through week 15, but it is coming. Don't worry. Uh, thank you for the super chat. So Dan, um, I mean, are all these guys stupid, or are you are you okay with them?
5: Well, I'm not going to say that. Um, I'll
1: say it if you bl-
5: blink six times. If they're stupid, no, they're, they're not. They're not. I don't agree with them. Um, oh, I mean, okay. I I think that if you're if your biggest argument is that you know I'm not scared of these teams because they're all not playing well at this moment is a little bit. I I mean. That's not going to get a Prisoner us. of the that, moment. You're you're, that, you're cherry picking. That may get you. Well, you're a through. prisoner of
4: the moment too, Dan. By saying the offense isn't playing good
5: right now,
6: Stretch. It's, Sturch, it's been, been six weeks. We, yeah, yeah. we have a bigger sample size at this point we, of the offense yeah. not playing well than we do of the right. offense playing well.
5: So I mean, that, that's I mean, because you guys said there, there was if Dak does this and Kel, and, you know, there's a lot of ifs and yeah. Buts in
1: if there. if if CD starts not dropping passes, which
5: he's done all season, right? Yeah, I mean, you know what they say about, you know, if, ifs and buts and can, or candies and nuts. So, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, repeat that one. Starts I think that's, that's, like,
1: that's like 95% of the expression, Dan. <laughs> yes.
5: <laughs>
6: you
5: might as well just finish it off, Dan. Yeah. Um, uh. But, I mean, and as far as the defense, no, they can't sustain this. I mean, look at what they're doing. Uh, I mean, the defense, I expect them to, to play well, but they're not going to be taking the ball away like this. I mean, they're not going to be playing quarterbacks this terrible. I mean, we're, looking, we're talking about some really good quarterbacks coming down the line. So I, I'm surprised that you guys aren't a little bit worried about this. The Cowboys need to get better. And like, like Aiden said, the sample size is there. We keep expecting it to change with this terrible opponent, and it doesn't. So, I mean, I'm concerned
1: anybody want to respond
5: searches is is foaming at the mouth the only thing i don't understand is like these
4: are teams in the nfl guys and these are division games like you're you're literally sneezing like at at a 21 to 6 win in new york like i I don't understand like
1: i don't think anyone's sneezing like you're living in in one extreme or the other like no no one is saying it's worthless or it's meaningless but it should i mean yeah it's 21 to 6 nice and it looks great in the box score but like the, the one of their touchdowns came off of the Jordan Lewis uh, interception that gave them the ball at the 13 yard line. So, like, if they don't get the oh, ball man, at the 13 yard so, line, so, are they scoring?
4: So, a bad defense, a bad offense would have not capitalized on that. We punched it in, we punched I, it in twice. I
1: would assume. Aiden might be able to support this. That twenty-six offenses can score a touchdown with thirteen yards to go. I don't know what the odds of probability are on that,
4: but oh man, I've never seen such a group of fellas out here that are just almost like angry at a ten and four record. It it, it numbs my brain to be honest. We're right not you. angry. I mean, I don't know. It just seems well, at least no, no confidence. Oh, yeah of little faith. We're like, I don't around. think
1: anyone's not. I mean, well, yeah, I actually, I think we're not confident because we've seen them. We've, we've seen them historically, which doesn't necessarily have anything to do with this season, but we've seen them right. over these last six weeks. Fine. And Mitchell Green, uh, let's go back to you. Aiden says, you guys are disappointing me. Offenses struggle at times. But you and I were talking, as you mentioned earlier, Aiden, and the Cowboys offense is not just bad right now or not just not good. It is. You said bottom 10. It's like bottom eight. I mean, it, it is among the very worst offenses in the NFL from an efficiency standpoint, despite the you know opportunities that they've had. Of these nine takeaways that the Cowboys defense has given them, Aiden, over the last three games, the average starting field position for the Cowboys has been their own 44-yard line. And they have two touchdowns to show for that. That is alarming when you're talking about going into the tournament. Does it mean we think this team sucks, Aiden? No, but it means we're aware that there might be a
6: lower ceiling than we originally thought. Yeah. And I think part of our frustrations coming off is cons- I mean, we are concerned, but I think it's frustrating just because like, we know what this defense is doing right now. And we know what the offense did at the beginning of the season. So we're just like, why can't you combine the two? Can we get a combination of the two? And in that case, yes, I, in my opinion, the Cowboys would be the Super Bowl favorite, but RJ you hit on it if Dak didn't get the ball in Giants territory last week there's a very solid chance that game ends nine to six and so it's you're just they've gotten the ball continuously in the opponent's territory and you're just not putting up the points that I would have expected you to put up at the beginning of the year so I we're just disappointed with the offense at this point
1: Tom you started this fight um what are your thoughts after everyone's had a chance to kind of you know offer up their two cents
3: well, I, I fully agree. There are a lot of things to work on. That's why I wrote the next article about, about working it, against the, the, the voice. Cover com, the voice. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm going there. And but <laughs> if I, I, listening to this discussion brings up the frustrations I get listening to the national media talk about the Cowboys because all I'm hearing is the Cowboys are bad and can't get better. And all these other teams have just, it was just a little blip for them. They'll immediately return to greatness. I mean, if, if the Cowboys had gone in and gotten shut out the way Tom Brady did we would have heard nothing but a full week of explanations about how horrible, terrible, sucky the Cowboys were.
1: Tom, that's not true. After the Cowboys lost to the Broncos, we all made up for them. We all said, oh, they clearly just overestimated this team. They're clearly going to be back. And then we all gave them credit after they wiped the floor with the Falcons. The very next week we said, Mm -hmm. okay, this is impressive. They're able to respond this way, et cetera, et cetera. And every turn we've – modified the the level of excuse or or level of justification against Kansas City well Amari Cooper was taken away on Friday before the game on the COVID list what are you going to do it's Arrowhead it's the home of the the two-time reigning AFC champions okay great Thanksgiving well it's a short week what are you going to do even though you know you're going to play on Thanksgiving day every year we've we've you know extended the benefit of the doubt more and more and more every week for them at what point does it become concerning if it's not that way now
3: but they're not losing these games again. It's like the, the it's like this. It, it's same panic about we're not getting enough style points. We're not going to make the CFP
1: playoffs. It's not not that at all. I want to stop and go back to Aiden for a moment. This is the Cowboys team tier. This is uh, team tier rankings rather uh, from week nine through week fifteen. Aiden, uh, our podcast audience can't see this, uh, but can you explain what the YouTube audience is looking at? And then Dan, we'll go back to you before Tony.
6: Yeah. So. RBSDM does a great job of breaking down teams by combining their offense and defense, looking at generally what tier would they fall in. If you take a combination of the two, you can't really rank teams straight up and say this team's better than this team, but you can put them into tiers of this team has a good offense and a good defense, this team has a bad offense and a good offense. And what we've seen since the bye week is that the Cowboys have fallen into a below average defense which is putting or below average offense which is putting it kindly they're as we've said bottom eight to bottom 10 in the nfl but the good thing is is that they have a since the bye week the third best defense in the nfl and so that's anchoring them in the fact that they fall into like the what is that i think the fifth tier because their defense has been so good but their offense is completely holding them back Dan, we're
1: looking at a Cowboys offense that, again, this is from week nine through this current week. This does not include, by the way, the Tuesday night games, just for full context. Um, but a Cowboys offense that trails from an offensive EPA per play standpoint, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have had cute moments as of late, but are not an efficient offense. In fact, we had people in the chat early on trashing the Seahawks and how the Rams barely, you know, kind of, or only put up 20 points against them. The Cowboys trail the Seahawks fr- from an offensive efficiency standpoint. They trail Washington. They trail Denver. I mean, th- th- this is th- this is more than, you know, one game that we're upset about style points not being present for them.
5: Yeah, and honestly, too, it's I mean I don't really want to I mean I appreciate what the Cowboys are doing and I mean they're, they're playing hard they're fighting there's a lot of good things that they're doing within the game but as far as just like winning these games I think it's very important to look past these results and I mean zero scoring drives touchdowns in their own ter- from their own territory in two games is really bad and honestly you know if they don't, if they don't break the shell. If they don't fix this, this will be their demise. You know, and I, I know no one wants to hear that. But uh, if the Cowboys cannot figure out a way to improve on the offensive side of the ball, it's going to catch up with them. I mean, it may not be the first round, but it's you know. And look at the, you know one of the teams on there was San Francisco. I mean, and they're sliding in oh, there. Their I mean, offense is on fire right now. Yeah, I mean, it, the Cowboys got—they just—they have to fix some things, and so I mean, I think it's legitimate, you know, it's valid to be concerned, and you know, I mean, they got, they have time to do it. I'm not saying, you know, we're done, we're in trouble now, but uh, you know, I, I'm worried.
1: Sturge, okay. you had you you took a deep breath when Dan said the Cowboys hadn't scored a touchdown starting from their side of the field of the last two games.
4: It it goes by. Y'all ever see Billy, uh, Happy Gilmore? Right, no, nobody's internet- ever seen or heard of that movie, Stretch. All right, well, if you've seen Happy Gilmore, which I know most of the people have, you know, uh, Scooter McGavin uh, is asked a question and he goes, Oh, I'm sorry, I was too busy winning. Right, we're winning football games, I don't understand this. The guys, Sturge I understand
1: you're removing all Dan, that's a results oriented.
4: Oh, my, my question to Dan it. is this, my question to Dan is this, he said. You know, you want to see it. You want to improve. Now we have three more games left, and two of those opponents are, to me, hot garbage. So, like, where
1: where are you going to turn your like your tide going into the playoffs? Where can they we barely turn- beat no. one of these hot garbage teams two weeks ago. The team you just said was hot garbage. It it took all of their strength and might to beat them at the very end because they almost blew it away. No, I'm talking. To, no, 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 no. I'm first of all we just watched the Washington football team. They're bad. Okay. They're bad at football. And the Cowboys barely beat
4: them. Yes. The point that we're talking about. Prescott made one bonehead throw and all of a sudden the game was in reach. Okay. Outside of that play, that game's not touchable. If he plays halfway decent, we win by 30. And that's not even, I'm not exaggerating. That game was ours from the jump right and now we have the washington football team and the eagles on the schedule left you got the Cardinals game in the middle of that and who knows what's going to happen there but is that the test that you want dan is that you want us to go out and beat the brakes off the Cardinals
5: for you to feel good like what's going to make you feel good i just i want them to play better you know and i mean you know i don't things didn't turn out so well for scooter i don't know if you remember (laughs) but um the cowboys need to find their happy (laughs) place magruder
1: no it starts your own analogy uh, oh no shooter,
4: first of all. You said shooter, you shooter. Him yeah. I'm sorry. You called sorry. him scooters. Too. No, no, no. He called he called him scooter. That's why I said scooter oh. McGruder, like shooter yeah. McGaver. Scooter yeah. Sch- yeah,
5: okay. But I mean the Cowboys oh. need to find their happy place. And they on offense, <laughs> they haven't found it. I mean, they're trying different things, but it's not working. Uh do they need to beat the Cardinals for me to be happy? I don't know. It depends on how well their offense plays. If their offense plays well and they still lose. I'm going to at least see something that's going to give me some reason to be optimistic about how some things can take a step forward, you know, in in the playoffs. So, I mean, I know winning's great, but you know what? I mean, it's also how you're playing out there and the Cowboys are not playing great on offense.
0: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team
1: all right, all right. We got a lot to get to here. So, first of all, uh DJ Dog 31. I'm, I'm gonna get to everybody who who voiced their concerns here on the show. Don't worry. Tony looks defeated, by the way. Uh DJ Dog31 comes in, says Sturch lost me with the analogy of Shooter McGavin with the Cowboys. And Sturch Bobby says, Nah, Dave called him Scooter. So you did not call him Shooter McGavin. You did call him Scooter. We there's can no literally way check I called the him tape.
4: Scooter first. Um, I'll wind it after, but there's no way I did that.
1: Anyway, uh F Kit Crutch. I don't understand your point fk if you could clarify for us think of the super chat it says i'm gonna have to disagree you can critic and win i think you are on team adan here uh tom i'm gonna come to you after i get to aiden and then tony i promise i'm swinging back around to you because you look like you're contemplating life over there man um aiden go ahead
6: i just have one quick point last year 2020 the steelers went on 11 win run and everybody who watched the nfl knew Ooh. This team isn't 11-0. and 0. They're not playing 11-0. We know that they're not the best, not as good as 11-0 and 0 would suggest. And that's, I think, what we're seeing with the Cowboys right now is, yes, they're winning, and they're playing pretty well. But can y'all confidently say that you feel better about this team now than you did going into the bye week?
1: Tom?
3: end of the bye week no than I did a couple weeks ago. Yes. When
1: give us the exact point. Give us the day and the moment in time.
3: Well I think when I heard that Connor Williams was going back in and left guard and the running game was coming back. Uh you know, I think there's a lot of evidence that Dak Prescott was making a lot better throws. Uh, you know, I just and and it's this whole thing of well they can't possibly get get better be, get better until they prove it to it well
1: okay let's see what happens with that we've but, been let sing that's what we've we've been it was and, af- after Thanksgiving was let's see what they do in New Orleans but, flat let's but, see what they do against Washington with the mini buy flat let's see what they do against New York flat yeah. we've been we've yeah. been let sing for a yeah. while okay you're not seeing. Okay, I know you're talking
3: about the offense, but what kills me is that I just heard Dan say that he thinks he would feel better about a pretty loss.
1: That he it didn't ugly say, he win. did not say that. Dan did not say that. He said he would see more to
5: hope for about the offense. That. Coming. On the, yes, he did. On an offensive perspective, yes.
3: Yes, he did. He just said that he would be happier
5: <laughs> about
3: the offense if they look good in a loss than he would if they look bad in a win. Uh,
1: Tony, so, right. let's, let's let's come back to Tony, and then we'll come back. This is this is good, guys. We're we're working through some stuff here. One big hat. This is like when all families get together for Christmas. You know, like it's this is the, this is the point. You know, when when the family <laughs> argument has started and your face is starting to feel flushed because it's hot in there because you got so many bodies, all that carbon dioxide's coming out. Tony. Uh, you've had a lot of time to sit and think under your Santa Claus hat. Um, how do you feel?
2: I mean, I understand the perspective of the offense not being what we thought they were, right? I, I no, know you that gotta choose been... a
1: side. I don't want none of this I'm, fence riding. I'm getting you know.
2: to it. I'm getting okay. it, you know, I'm I'm pandering, but no. Um <laughs> it, the, the bottom line is I don't and I've on record I've said this a million times, I don't apologize for victories. You're i not understand not apologizing that. for victories. So listen, I under I mean, I'll take a win and a lesson. Over, you know, some pretty offense and a loss. So, I mean, at the end of the day, um, yeah, there's some things to work on. And and yeah, I mean, um, you look at it and it could be Dak Prescott. It could be the offensive line. It could be the receivers dropping passes. Uh, Yes, the offense is statistically proven not playing as well as they did at the start of the season. But this team just uh, on players alone, on schematics alone, they have the like they have the skill to turn this around. And I know we're like we've been waiting for it for some time now. But at the end of the day, like um, the the NFL, the, if the teams that are playing get paid too. There's some 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 ball players on the other side of this field that you know they're playing. I mean, I don't know exactly what do you want. Do you want us to go out there and win every game thirty to ten? Like I don't understand you know what we're expected to do yeah there's things in game situations that spin it like the Dak Prescott pick it's a totally different football game if he doesn't throw a bonehead throw I mean it just and then now what we're looking at style points I mean I understand that we're gonna have to go into you know possibly Lambeau Field or play some of these high-powered offenses and but at the end of the day um you win a game you learn from it you, they keep talking about they have these things in the bag and they're concealing some some of their you know big playability whatever the case may be i mean i i just don't know what exactly we want so we want everything to go out there we want dak to have a you know a perfect qbr and we want you know zeke and tony Paula to run for 100 yards and we need a 100 yard receiver like what what exactly is realistic i mean i mean what are we looking for
4: like I don't anybody, think. I'm sorry. Go
1: ahead. Go, yeah, you go ahead, Sturge.
4: No, I'm just saying. Like, if anybody like follows me on Twitter, right, uh, during a Cowboy game, you would think that I am beyond a shadow of a doubt the craziest person on Twitter, up and down, hot and cold. But then at the end. I exhale because why? Because we won the game. So as many of these things frustrate Sturge. me and concern me and get me all riled up, like, oh, I can't believe Dak just riled up that uh,
1: Thursdays on the Block of the Voice Podcast. Network, good
4: shout up. out, good plug. I love it. Uh but like if things get me like heated and I'm and I'm you know
1: just MFing up a storm, like overall we won the game. Like I, Sturge, I, I so okay, th- this is what you're saying. Um and I, I'm going to take a risk here, all right, with, with the internet. I have not seen Spider-Man No Way Home yet, all right? Me neither. Everybody be cool, all right? Nobody ruin this, especially if you're listening or watching after the fact. But in preparation for when I ultimately do see it, I have been re-watching all of the other Spider-Man movies. Right? It's been quite, quite a, a stroll down memory lane. I'm sure Spider-Man 3 came out when you were, like, born, Aiden. Uh, but Spider-Man 3 was a terrible movie, right? We can all agree, unequivocally, Awful movie, but Sturge, you're over here like, Yeah, but it made a ton of money, and we're over here like, That's great, like awesome. It was a, a smash hit at the box office, but like, it ain't winning an Oscar, and we want to win some Oscars. That's the point here, is it not, Dan?
5: Uh, that's a good analogy. I mean, that's right. Thank you. No, an Oscar, oh, yeah, Oscar I mean. would
1: win, it uh, would be MVP. Wait,
5: make, no, make when, money, there's the There's best
4: Bowl.
1: film. That's what we, we want to win. Best film. That's what we want to win.
4: Super Bowl. I don't want to be the best player individually. That's
1: best film. That's stick with nah, the analogy, Sturgeon. Nah, your analogy was analogy way, analogy way off part. with a movie. I landed
5: the plane when it came to analogies in movies. Dan, <laughs> before you, it was yours. No, I mean I think that first off, I want to make it clear that I'm never never advocating that I'd rather you win know, a win ugly or you know win ugly versus. You know, losing pretty. I think winning is certainly the most important thing, but after the fact, you still need to take a step back, take a motion out of it, and look at what you saw on the football field and say, "Look at how this this group played. Look how this group played." And I mean, there are other things that matter in the game that it's not completely reflected in the scoreboard as far as like the win, winning or losing. And I don't. I mean. Can, yes. I ask you a question? can I, can I yeah. ask you a question,
4: Dan? Okay. Mm-hmm. You're a Packer fan. Let's just call it like that, right? You're a Packer fan
1: right now, I mean, right? This a That's terrible, terrible question. In. Let's just yeah, pretend. I, I, let's just pretend. For a second, let's pretend so, you're so a last Packer last time we fan. pretended at the expense of your imagination, it was awful. I mean, so. All right. Let's just pretend you're a Packer guy,
4: right? And you're you're rooting mm-hmm. for the Packers. And then you go into to, to this game against, what's his name? Yeah, I don't even know his name. Tyler Huntley, Huntley, something like that, right? That is literally his name, yes. Sure. Okay. You win 31 30 because Jim Harbaugh gives you the game. Are you feeling good about that? I think you're uh, feeling.
5: Oh, to your question, Dan. Sorry, my man. I'm feeling good about my offense.
4: But what about um, your defense? I mean, the defense. Oh my god, you just no. gave up all these points against a backup no. quarterback who's never played the game. No. So you're okay with that, then? Actually, Tyler no, I, I, has no, played I, a I game. He won about, against the Bears earlier this argue.
5: season. I don't feel good about how my defense played.
3: Okay, you want something to feel good about about the Dallas Cowboys offense? Dak Prescott, of all the quarterbacks that. One games, There were 10 games that were included in the sample size. So I don't know if that was Sunday or before Monday or whatever. But of the 10 winning quarterbacks, he had the third best Q- QBR
1: of all of them. However, you yeah, think but about Tom, QBR, that, that like wipes out says, Tom Brady right away. You know what I mean? Who it would be a team Dak has to go through. Okay. But it was, it was still
3: like a 98 or something. You know, it's he, you know, he played a good game. They're making some incremental improvements. What I keep hearing is this dread that nothing can possibly get fixed just because it hasn't gotten fixed yet. And yet we're seeing things getting better. We saw the running game start to come together. We saw Dak start to play better. But what's the thing? It looks like they're getting there. I'm seeing optimism, and I'm hearing a lot of pessimism.
1: So – Aiden and Dan, Aiden Dan Tony is our next over here. Uh, so, no one is saying it's impossible. No one's saying their season is doomed. But this is, to Aiden's point a moment ago, an incredibly large sample size. We are not cherry picking here. And saying the offense is struggling. This is a very large sample size at this point in time, and so the incremental growth you talked about, Tom, fine. I'll I'll give them incremental growth. There are three weeks left until the tournament starts, and three weeks ago we were saying, okay, it's it'll be better in New Orleans, and it hasn't been. The the last three weeks haven't shown really, you know, fine incremental growth on offense, but they haven't shown enough to be, you know, trustworthy. Aiden, your your point?
6: Yeah, I think. The arguments kind of gotten away from me in debt where our argument isn't that things can't get fixed, but like RJ said, our argument is that we're now really worried that it won't get fixed by playoff time. Cause now you're on three game or you're going on five straight games. Yes. Three of those were wins, but in all five of those games, the offense, they didn't look good. And I think with last Tom, you mentioned it. Dak looked okay. Last Sunday against the giants, the rushing game looked okay against the giants, So why did the offense still look like it was falling flat on it? It, The offense didn't look good, despite you have these little improvements. I think a large part of it needs a large part of the blame needs to go to Kellen Moore. But I mean, it's just worrisome that the offense for five straight weeks has fallen flat and we're hoping it gets better. We think it can get better, but we're worried that it won't before January. Damn, uh, before you go,
1: we got a question from Bobby that says So, say Dallas loses a shootout against the Cardinals, how would we feel then? I think to Aiden's point about the point getting away from people, nobody is saying, Dan, oh, we need Dak to hit 300 yards. We need Zeke to hit 100 yards because there's context that, that goes to everything, right? Last night, Kirk Cousins threw an awful interception because there was miscommunication. That isn't Kirk Cousins being awful. And I know that opens up a whole different can of worms, but there's context that is necessary for every single thing. So, okay, the Cowboys lose shit out to the Cardinals. What happens? Like, is there a miscommunication that allows CeeDee Lamb to go for an 85-yard touchdown? I mean, is, is Trayvon Diggs just getting beat? Like, what happens? Like, there is context that is necessary to, to create formulated opinions on everything. And that's what we're saying is that the context here is the wins are ultimately what matters the most. The wins are great. But contextually, the quality of football they are playing is not good. And they're still winning in spite of that, which is impressive.
5: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I would be disappointed, obviously, if, if that happened, but then I turn around and look at and, and say, well, you know, there are some things to be happy about on the offensive side, you know, and then I look at some things and okay, so what went wrong on defense? defense? Um, but the thing that concerns me is over the last two weeks, we've played two defenses that aren't really that good and teams are challenging us to sustain drives and we're not able to do it. We're not able to finish, we're not able to, and to me, that's continues to be a problem, and I, I mean the Cowboys have to figure figure that out because if they keep allowing us to, and then they're just challenging us to to eventually make a mistake, you know, have a penalty, have something go wrong, and then we have to settle for a field goal. Uh, the Cowboys had not living up to the challenge to s- sustain drives and finish and, and scoring touchdowns, and it, it's it's been shown over the last eight quarters of football.
1: Tony, I want to give you the hardest question because you are dressed the best. Um, so Dan touched on this a little while ago. Um, Aiden obviously did, and if it isn't obvious, I, I think they're going to win tonight. You know, spoiler alert to everybody here. Um, although, valiant effort from y'all side. Seriously, be proud of yourself. Um, it's, a pretty lo- it's a pretty loss. You know what I mean? This is the whole conversation we're having here. But, uh, Tony, um, there have been times in the past where we have been concerned about something on the Cowboys entering a playoff run. And we have said, you know what, hopefully this doesn't come back to bite them in the butt. I was having a conversation earlier today with Bobby Belt, uh, new 105 through the Fan Dallas Cowboys Insider. Congratulations to Bobby, friend of Blogging the Boys. Um, and he actually brought this up to me. In 2014, Tony Catalina, we're going into the playoffs saying, man, this pass rush can't get home against anybody. Like this, this pass rush just cannot stop. Anybody. Cowboys squeak one out against the Lions. They get the dub. We all acknowledge that's the most important thing. They go to Lambeau Field, the place we're talking about here, and they can't get to, ironically, a hobbled Aaron Rodgers because their pass rush is so bad. What Aiden, Dan, and I are saying, I don't want to speak for them, is that that quality, that thing might weigh them down. In this particular case, it's the offense. Does that not give you any pause that if it doesn't get fixed come playoff time, that they might be weaker because they don't have that in their arsenal?
2: I mean, I, I look at the, the history of this team. Let's say just in Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott error, right? We've always said that the offense was the, 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 the side of the field that would pick up the defense. So I've seen this team with this talent play quality offensive football. Now, you're telling me the sample size of since um, bye week is a big enough sample to feel worried about the defense, I mean, about the offense's production, and I understand that. But this team has shown spurts under this leadership of QB4 to play quality offensive football. So I lean and I tend to think that this offense is going to find a way to, to get back in rhythm. I feel much better about this offense struggling than I did about this defense struggling because I guarantee everybody's sitting here which is not ever thinking for one second that we would be speaking in this tone about the offense and the defense in the same tone that we are now because this defense i said that if they were middle of the pack maybe 17th in the league that i would feel really good about the odds of this team and the but if they were be... if they were this team wouldn't be very good right? exactly Exactly. So, for so does me, that not concern you
1: that that you it, know they are even better than your wildest expectation, and they still haven't hit the the place we want them to hit?
2: To be honest with you, I'm more concerned with the fact that this defense might be a mirage than the offense's production mm. being a mirage because I, I love what the defense is doing, but if you're looking at the statistics of what has been carrying this Cowboys franchise over the last few years, at least in in the four's tenure, is the offense is the one who's always got it done. So I'm supposed to believe the, the league's worst historical defense of all time did a complete 180. Now, where we have a full trust about them, you know, we completely trust the defense now and we completely think the offense is inept at this point. I just don't see it. I feel if, if, if the if the Cowboys were winning football games, 40 to 37, I would feel much worse about that than in the a 20 to six win against the Giants. I just think that's how I feel about it in totality, because I have faith that this offense, they may not get to top five t- tier, but I could easily see them being a top 10, you know, top 12 offense. And I think that may be enough if this defense continues to play at a quality level.
1: Tony has inspired a fantastic question. Tom, your question was filled with hatred and vitriol for one another and, you know, fighting. So feel good about yourself, Tom, for spreading that holiday cheer uh, throughout the blog and the boys universe. Um, Okay, so I'm going to ask everyone a question here. I would like them to raise their hands and whoever does so most impressively gets called upon. Uh, Your right hand stands for offense. Your left hand stands for defense. Do not mess this up. What do you trust more on the Dallas Cowboys entering the playoffs? Offense or defense? Right hand represents offense. Left hand represents defense. You have to pick a side. What do you trust more? You've got one drive to win a playoff game. Who do you want on the field? Cowboys offense down by four or Cowboys defense up by four? Everyone, uh, Dan is, un- Dan, I don't know what you're doing. Are you I dancing? <laughs>
5: My right or your?
1: You're right. I trust your okay. right hand, not my right. right hand.
5: Are you about to say
4: that you trust the offense after everything you just said?
5: <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, no, let's go to Dan what are we first. Doing? <laughs> I mean, I mean, Tony. Tony made some great points too. Oh. I mean,
4: oh I, my god, you turned
5: <laughs> you've turned this no. entire thing on its ear. Like oh. what? Ah. What? <laughs> no. Hey, you know what? The, uh. If you're asking me about. What, what just happened. Uh, It's a different answer, but a spiritual
1: awakening is what just happened, Dan. No,
5: I mean, I don't think the cow, I don't think this is going to be the Cowboys offense. I do have faith that they're going to get fixed. I think Tony makes some great points about, I mean, the, the defense is, it's been playing great this year, but I mean, wait till it's, it's going to be a different story when you're playing different quarterbacks. So I mean I I haven't completely just given up on on this Jeez. great offensive team that we had um it can return. So it's Dan, uh... You spent
4: 25 minutes
1: bashing the offense and now you
5: trust the offense See, more than you start, start,
4: you're than you're
1: the one driving this stretch. Nobody is bashing. Nobody you're you're in in right, extreme all right, all right, land. Right.
4: You're you're you're, con- you're overly you and Aiden or Aidan or whatever the heck you guys want to call your team. You You're guys just upset you guys.
1: The team name,
4: I understand. Dan can be saying <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, you guys literally are quote, overly concerned about the offense, and now you trust them more than the defense. What is happening here? I am
1: lost. Um, Aiden, Um <laughs> yeah,
6: you had a 10 race that which is defense. Go ahead, Aiden. I feel like I just lost my teammate here. I mean. <laughs> I mean, Sturge kind of said it. I've spent the last, I, this entire live stream defending why I'm concerned about the offense, so I wouldn't trust them with a drive at this point. I'd trust the defense more. But, I mean, yeah. I, that's all I can. I've spent the, my
5: entire <laughs> I mean, time. Now, hold we up, 17 Dan. games to play.
1: 18, or yeah, you're right, Dan. But, Dan, while while you just got thrown under the bus a little bit by, not me, by Sturge, uh, Tom raised his left hand. Tom went defense despite advocating for the offense this entire time. In fact, I I know what we have to do here. I'll fix this. Uh, Tom, please, uh, no. please explain back. why why you, why I'm you. not What you're
3: asking two entirely different questions. Well, then no. why did
1: you just rip Dan? I mean, he's, he's trying to get up. <laughs>
4: What? What? Tom, what? <laughs> Tom you, did,
1: what? you chose the defense. Dan chose the offense. You guys. Just, you asked. You asked This was. You this right all now. started with YouTube, by the way. Dan's yeah. tweet and your decision to want to talk about it. So, Tom, how can you trust the defense more? Um, and why is it two different what, questions? You know, what, wa- walk us through your methodology. Because the question
3: was. That I kept what what somehow got lost and turned this whole thing into an offense versus defense thing, which was not where we started. My point was that the Cowboys, even with the struggles they're having on offense, are still capable of going up against any team in the NFL and having a good chance of winning. That was the whole point. That I keep hearing this this phraseology that the Cowboys aren't going anywhere in the playoffs if they don't get these problems fixed immediately and that's what I was saying, you know, and, and, you know, I also wanted to mention that uh, the, the commenter Evan Bernstein said earlier that this was sounding like flogging the boys tonight. And I think he gets a shout out for that, but yeah, right now, I think the defense is more consistent. It's got more big play ability by a ton. It's got more big playmakers right now. So I trust them. Does that mean I think that the offense isn't going to come around? No. You said, who do I trust more in an end-of-the-game situation? And right now, I trust the defense to come up with a stop more than I do the offense to have to go down and score. What is inconsistent with what I've said earlier? That doesn't.
1: That uh, That was actually pretty sound, Tom. You you landed that plane. I didn't think he could. Um, well done. It must Sold. be that, that aviator jacket you got going on, um, over those big broad shoulders. Um, Sturch, you also chose defense. I believe I was lost in the chaos and pandemonium. Do you share Tom's sentiment that, I mean, you guys are of the mindset that the offense is awesome and perfect. See what it's like when people play extremes with you. It's not fun. Um, but you do believe that the defense is the best unit on the team.
4: Yeah. I, I mean, that, that goes without saying it goes basically what we've seen all year round, uh, all year long. Um, so Tony said, it's a small sample size of, you know, going from one extreme to another. Yeah. It's crazy to think about, but it's very, very refreshing to think about as well, that we got this much, be- like this, this much better. Um, I will say this, like, just give me a, a hypothetical situation. It's green Bay in green Bay. I'm more inclined to think that even as legendary as Aaron Rodgers is, that we force something out of Aaron Rodgers' hands more than likely than Dak Prescott coming on the 25-yard line and driving 75 yards for a game-winning drive. I trust the defense to make a play more than the offense right now. However, this is not writing off the offense. I think the offense is in a really good position to bounce back, finish strong, get into the playoffs, and do their thing. We've seen what the offense can do. We can't we can't remiss – we cannot forget about – what these guys are capable of doing, if they play to their potential, there is nobody, and I'm telling you, nobody that could beat this team. If this offense plays up to their potential, we're not losing any games.
1: We we it, all agree with that. Like just to be very clear, if, if the offense, if the offense. It, it, like nobody, like we're not even saying the offense has to return to pre-buy form, but That's if the offense saying. plays up to their potential, this is a dangerous team. But a lot of that is because to your point, or no, it was to Tony's point, this defense is kind of in over their skis right now. This defense is kind of playing above expectation. And so you're going to need that balancing act. If, if the defense does regress to the mean, the offense has got to carry a little bit more, which is our concern is that we don't necessarily believe they're capable of that based on the sample size as mentioned. All right. We have one final question that hopefully doesn't spark too intense of a debate. We are going to draft, once again, a surprise question for all of you because that's how I like to roll. So we're going to go in order here, and our first-place drafter, our first overall pick, belongs to Tony Catalina, who was very patient while all the chaos was happening around him and maybe was robbed of a win last week. uh, Thanks to Dan. Uh, But, you know, it is what it is. Our second overall draft pick belongs to Tom, who was the inspiration for the first discussion that you know took up a lot of time because everybody had some thoughts and opinions. And that's kind of the way it works. Our third overall draft pick belongs to Aiden Davis, who nice and easy in the middle is the perfect spot to be. Um, and really handled that well last week, so good for him. Our fourth overall draft pick belongs to Dan, because Dan stated his case very valiantly tonight. Uh, before the fourth quarter, Dan, seriously, um, you know, this <laughs> interesting uh, turn of events there at the very end. Picking last will be Sturge, because he lived at the extreme more than anybody throughout our discussion so far, so he has to be at the extreme end of the draft, which is the last overall pick. Are you all ready for your question, or do you want me to change it um, right now just to something else I make up right this moment?
5: We're ready. Okay.
1: Thank you, Dan. Uh, Tony Catalina, you are up first. And again, obviously, whoever is taken, you cannot pick. But you have to explain why you are choosing this person. It can be, uh, Aiden, we're looking at you, a player or a coach. Um, so, who is under the most pressure through the rest of the regular season? Tony Catalina, go.
2: Who is the, under the most pressure? I think it's got to be Dak Prescott. I think, you know, everything I've said about the offense and feeling so confident about their, you know, know, reassurance that I think they're going to be good. And, you you know, at least the top 10 level is just based on his arm and what he has presented to this point. I think Dak Prescott has always been like the shining light of this team, even when the defense was in the dark days, even when, you know, he had who we throw in the football to wide receivers like, you know, before they made their Amari Cooper trade. Um, I just think that deck Prescott has always been the one to keep this team in games. And I think the most pressure is on him because like you said, water is going to find its level at some point in this defense. I don't think they're going to average four turnovers a game at this point, but I also do think that the water will find its level on offense. And I don't think they're going to be as inept as we, you know, spent an hour discussing, um, decisions and and putting teams away because I think that we situations where boys have clearly dominated all game and then he let him back in the game. It's gonna be on him if it means running more, if it means smarter making pa- smarter plays, you know, passing the football or you know better check downs or better kills on the at the line of scrimmage. It's all on four.
1: Um, I think your internet was going out, Tony. So. Only twenty three points to you. Um, not enough. Was Tony's internet going out for everybody, or was it was it my? Yeah, you got to pay your bill, Tony. You? Yeah. Um, so Tony, you really, you know, Steam got taken out. You know, what, what do you want us to do? I mean, you know, the, the fireworks were off. You know, it is what it is. Great effort, great job, but you know, you're not going to win. Um, okay, uh, a surprise. Dan Rogers has traded up for the second overall pick uh, for. <laughs> Nothing. Um, so, Dan, you are up next. Uh, who is under the most pressure on the Dallas Cowboys through the regular season? You cannot choose Dak Prescott.
5: Yeah, and I would have. I, I think that's the right answer. Um, but I'm going to go with Tony's that. not going to
1: win. Dan, let's you know, do your own thing.
5: No, I just want to give him his props for not screwing it up. I mean, we've seen these. He fast, literally screwed
1: but, it up with the internet. That we, you know. But well,
5: whatever. that's out of his control. <laughs> you got to look past the results. So
1: All right,
4: here we go.
5: Um, for me, I, I think it, it would then be Kellen. I think that, uh, you know, he's got to figure out a way to break the shell, so to speak. You know, I mean, he's doing a lot of different things. And, you know, t- t- too many bubble screams for a lot of our tastes. Uh, but, you know, he's trying to get some stuff underneath, hoping to make, uh, you know, get yards after the catch. But I really think that there's still more that he needs to do. And I hear some people talk about holding back. Uh, I'm not sure killing Moore would... Not be doing anything other than trying his very best. The guy's got thousands of plays, um, so he's not going to just save the good ones for the playoffs. But I do think that he's got a lot to prove. He, the he is a big part of, of trying to help fix this Cowboys offense right now. Um, and uh, I think you know, some might say he's trying to get a coaching job somewhere, so you know, he's going to be try to put his best stuff out there. Um, so I think there's a lot of pressure because if, if Killen does help get the Cowboys offense going and the way that the Cowboys defense has been playing, I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be good times. So Kellen Moore is my pick.
1: Kellen Moore, AKA Nate from Ted Lasso. Um, Kind of the same progression. If you really think about it, same story arc that Kellen Moore is on. Um, So hopefully not the like, you know, horrible personality and like, you know, malicious uh, efforts off the pitch, but uh, you know, on the field, pretty similar storyline. Anyway, Aiden uh, third overall pick, no Dak, no Kellen. Who are you going to pick and why?
6: I am going to throw it back to my third round pick, my first third round pick last week. I'm going to go with Tyron Smith. I think that Whoa. if my thing is, is I mean, we haven't really gotten much of an update. I'm assuming he's back by playoff time, by before playoffs. I don't know when he's going to be back, but he's probably going to be back this year. And if Tyron Smith can't stay healthy during those games, play like he always does. Because he, when he's on the when he's on the field, he's great. One of the best tackles in the league. But I think, and we've started to talk about this, I mean, he can't stay on the field. And so if he comes back and then gets injured again during the playoff run, however long that is, I think you're talking about drafting a left tackle in the draft, replacing him. We'll see what happens with that. But there is pressure at this point just for Tyron Smith to stay healthy.
1: FK Crutch says the liability himself, Tyron Smith. I do think that's an interesting answer, Aiden, in that his. I don't want to say his like, you know, legend is on the line, but this will be what a lot of people remember if if it doesn't work out. They'll remember that he just, you know, he couldn't stay healthy at the very end, and, and that was a bigger problem than maybe him being on the field was a bigger help. Um, you know, it will be a little bit unfair, but that's that's kind of the way these things work. Oh, look at that. One more trade. Sturch has traded up for the fourth overall pick. Uh, and Tom has traded back. Tom is now back in the fourth slot. Tom Ryle,
3: he uh to Dak, pick
4: back because he feels like it.
1: Dak <laughs> Prescott, <laughs> Kellen Moore. Uh,
3: you saw was about to start throwing stuff you, there.
1: Tyron Smith off the board. Uh, who is under the most pressure through the end of the regular season on the Cowboys and why?
3: Well, if I'd been in the first place, I would have gone with <laughs> Kellen Moore. I just want to mention that up front, but. I think the obvious answer right now is a guy who's under a lot of pressure right now. That's Ezekiel Elliott because Ooh, all of a Sturge sudden, is
1: going to fight you. You guys were teammates, and now you're enemies.
3: Did I steal it from you, Sturge?
1: No, 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 no. no I, he, But he, he's going to die on the kill, That's why. Yeah. But, yeah, I uh, – you know,
3: Jerry Jones made this def- defense that I've heard in other places like – Elliot goes out there and he grinds on you for 3 yards of carry and wears you down. Well, the problem is while he's out there grinding on you for 3 downs uh, for 3 yards of carry, you're not converting first downs and you're having to punt the ball back and you're winding up getting behind wow, the games if you It's not almost careful.
1: like the overall disposition of the offense is questionable and there's reason to be concerned about it. Interesting.
3: Yeah, uh, stop it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Pollard is much more explosive. He had over six yards a carry, uh, you know, against the Giants. And a lot of people are calling for him to take over the lead role or at least to start doing some things to the outside with him rather than run Elliott between the tackles all the time. So, you know, I think right now Elliott is getting a lot of pressure that he could actually see himself kind of – quietly shuffled off from having the most carries mm. and then if they really are starting to feel the pressure to start giving Pollard more opportunities
1: maybe not from a style standpoint but Tony Pollard might be the Marion Barber to Ezekiel Elliott's Julius Jones um it was uh the playoff game against the Giants that was Barber's first start over Julius uh back in 2007 the game we do not speak of uh Sturch, I mean I don't see a point but uh if you want to make a pick it's up to you Sure. I uh all the other picks, I'll just congratulate you. They're
4: all good, right? Um <laughs> going into the final stretch of the regular season, we're all talking about how we need the offense to improve, offense this, offense that, we need all that. But that that means that means the pressure is all on the defense to keep living up to their hype and wow. keep doing what they're doing. If I'm going to go I, I'm not gonna single a player
1: out. I would say Mike Apartment. Do you not understand the rules, Sturge? you got to pick a player or a person or a coach. Okay. One cool. one. You gotta cool. pick one. Then I'm gonna pick Dan Quinn because it's okay. gonna be up to this him. is it's allowable to pick Dan Quinn this week, Aiden. Just so you know. This this is this defense needs to perform.
4: <clears throat> if the offense isn't gonna Hit that you know high powered effectiveness that we think they could get to. Just let's just say they don't, right? And their average seventeen to twenty points offensively. That means your defense is going to have to really step up. And the defense right now, everybody's talking about it. So that means all eyes on Quinn, all pressure on Quinn. That's that's the way that's the way football works. Like the pressure's on you, like Dak pressures privilege, all that stuff. You know, like we're all excited about that. We're all excited to see if Kellen Moore has some more tricks up his sleeve. That's all fine and good, and the offense will probably answer the call but now the only way in your mind right now the only way to finish out strong in this season in particular is if the defense keeps doing what they're doing that's a lot of pressure on Dan Quinn
1: does anybody have somebody else they feel like wins anybody want to throw their vote for a winner on somebody else's person and I'll put it. I'll
4: put it on Tony for
3: for Dak because it's just Dak. Uh,
1: Paisan. Yeah, I see. I'll
3: I'll throw one to Dan because that was my first inclination anyway.
6: Mm. Aiden, you want I to got... break a tie? Well, I was actually gonna my. I was debating between Zeke and Tyron Smith, so I was. I thought Tom taking Zeke was a good pick. We
1: have a three-way tie for first. I'll How do you break
6: Five people.
0: I'll
1: break uh, the tie.
5: <laughs> no. Well, wait it a minute.
1: To... Man. Wait wait a minute cuz all you selfish jerks. No, but nobody asked my opinion who I think is under the most pressure on the Dallas Cowboys through the rest of the regular season. Nobody. And I'm, you're all you're all I'm season. here. I'm I'm nothing but kind and courteous and you know, warm and welcoming well, to all of you Tom included, you know, throughout look... the entire round table and nobody well, asks for my
3: opinion. But we know that you're obviously going to take whoever's in charge of COVID testing because the pressure on him is going to be enormous the rest of the year.
1: That is a true point. Um,
5: You already had your pick, Tom. um,
1: (laughs) I actually think you're all wrong. Um, Big shock. I think the answer is Mike McCarthy. And I think that there's like a lot of levels of pressure to that. There's the pressure to like keep this thing going, obviously. Um, And I mean, Dan, or yeah, Dan, you picked Kellen Moore. I think there's pressure on Mike McCarthy. Like it is so, we talk about this every year. It's so difficult to get here, to get to Christmas week, and be basically in the tournament to be at Christmas week and almost have your caps and t-shirts and get an AT&T stadium ready to host a playoff game. It is so we, we, we ache we, we, you know, beg for this time of year to have this opportunity and they're here. And so you can't spoil it. You can't ruin it. It's so it's impossible. I mean, Mike mccarthy has been waiting since 2000, what 17 to, to get back here. I mean, 2018 was awful for him. 2019, obviously out of the NFL, 2020, obviously terrible for the Cowboys for a lot of reasons. He has been waiting. that This is such a precious opportunity to him specifically. And so I think he's under pressure in a lot of senses. Dan, you said Kellen Moore. What if Kellen continues to suck? I mean, sorry, Tom, Tony, and Sturge. I know you believe that to be impossible. But what if he does? Is Mike McCarthy going to, you know, because he's finally at this point, is he going to take play calling away from Kellen Moore? Is that something he should do? Should he be considering it? Is that keeping him up at night right now? I mean, you know, I, I don't know. But the, I cannot think of anyone who is under more pressure than Mike McCarthy. I agree. I, I can get behind that. Look at that. Am I picking up some steam? Am I picking up some votes? So what's mm-hmm. happening here? Are we, are we about to see a Christmas miracle? So what's going on? Uh, I would say that,
4: like, it, it's so funny that you bring up McCarthy because I'm thinking, like, McCarthy has so much pressure. And, 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 and like, at the end of the day, if you think about it and I know this is going to sound real real outlandish but like Mike McCarthy went from last year's debacle and if Mike McCarthy wins a division and he gets out there and gets some playoff wins can't Mike McCarthy win like coach of the year?
1: <laughs> like I don't that, think he can this year. I mean no? yeah, I mean I think he's he's deserving of of it but um but I just don't think he has the best case this year honestly. Okay. So
3: plus he coaches the Cowboys, you know,
1: very true. They had a coach of the year 5 time years time ago. Up. Well. Oh, Dan. Oh, Dan. See, Dan, hey. I know you're going to throw your vote my way, Dan. You're like, hell yeah, let's up the pressure on Michael.
5: Actually, car. no. I mean, I think McCarthy gets too much credit and too much criticism, to be honest. I don't think that – Um, I don't think he's going to be – I mean, he may be under the most pressure because he's the head coach, and that's just what head coaches do. But as far as having influence over the Cowboys winning, I think I think t- it's Tony. It's, it's all Dak. I mean, Dak, Dak is it. He's the – he's the one player that's going to influence the success of the Cowboys more than anyone. So that's what would get my vote as much as I'd love to, you know, take a shot at magic Mike, but uh,
1: who is magic Mike uh, my, Oh, Mike, Mike McCarthy. I thought we were talking about somebody here. I was so confused for a second. Um, wow. Um, you know what? I agree with Tom. I think Zeke's under a lot of pressure and, and like a lot of it isn't even Zeke's fault. A lot of it's Kellen's fault or McCarthy's fault or Jerry's fault. Like, And that's unfair pressure for Zeke that he has to shoulder and he has to carry. And I think a previous victim of that same type of mentality is Jalen Smith. Uh, who the cowboys just played. I mean the the team elevated him to a point that the pressure became unfair to him and he just never could live up to it. And so anybody um,
4: else see uh anybody else see Jalen Smith through the uh the Landry uh kneel down?
3: Oh yeah, that was weird. Um <laughs> some I saw somebody claiming he was doing that in a humorous mocking fashion. Poor fella that so was me. It didn't look like it to me. That, <laughs> that was <laughs> me. He was guy. he
2: was he was literally because I've watched it a few times. He was literally doing it to like be like get that out of here like that's like what do you get that's i don't know it was it was more so like making fun of them it, it wasn't he wasn't joining in, in, in the victory like yeah shout watch out
4: to Jalen smith. Yeah. smith who couldn't get his number nine because they gave it to a, the punter and they wouldn't give it
3: to him and, um and it, it went over about as well as this swipe did many times it's just the message <laughs> wasn't properly received was,
5: wow <laughs> you guys i hope you guys
1: feel proud of yourselves you know just very proud T- time of, of harmony, peace and love, and you're out here putting hate in the world. You know, <laughs> Tom specifically. It was Tom's idea to argue tonight. Uh, we do have to crown a winner. Uh, anybody have any thoughts on on who the winner should be tonight? Obviously, you know, it's
3: parcels. you, RJ, because you always set up the rules. Mm.
1: You know oh. what? I'm going a dark horse. I, I'm, I'm
4: gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the winner from weathering the storm. I'm gonna give the winner to Dan because I think that. He went from one extreme to the other and just took the brunt of it all on the chin. And I think he's still sitting there. He's still standing. He's my champ tonight, man.
3: Appreciate um, that.
1: Thank you. Wow. Um, you know, it's Christmas, bro. <laughs> uh, that was really unnecessary. Um, our winner, we have a five-way tie Amen. in alphabetical order. Oh. Aiden, Dan, Tony, Tom, and Sturge, we went with Sturge, so you would be last. Uh, alphabetical
4: maybe. order, Tom uh, would be a front of Tony, no?
1: Whatever, Sturge. I typed while talking. Anyway. <laughs> Sturge uh, <laughs> would be
3: ahead of both
1: teams. Look, guys, uh, you, you typed while talking. All right? It's difficult to, you know, orchestrate <laughs> two different mechanisms at the same time. All right? You guys want to be winners or not? Because I could take some of your names off. All right? <laughs> uh, you you um, got Aiden right. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. <laughs> uh, um, I, I, uh, you know? Hey sometimes dan you switch sides i don't want to hear anything from you uh the rest of the night you you benedict arnold uh oh sturch i am so sorry dj dog 31 says Sturges' analogy eliminates him uh lol i like um, this, goodness gracious um all right anybody have any closing thoughts it's closing time you can't go home but you got to get the hell out of here anybody want to say anything else
4: Cowboys wrap up the division this week. Merry Christmas, oh, what everybody. A, what a shocker. Stretch
1: would come from a homer perspective. Interesting. Oh my right. god. I'm saying Merry Aiden, Christmas. Are you, Aiden, are you a Lakers a fan? Are you a, are you a Cowboys and Lakers fan? Sturch is a Cowboys no, and not. Yankees fan. So
6: I am.
1: Yeah, no, I'm
6: not. I'm not that big of a homer. Or I guess a bandwagon. I my dad's a huge LA guy. He likes okay. all the LA teams. And so yeah. I'm Dallas all the way through. Oh yeah, yeah your dad's name's guy
1: forgot about that as well um okay well dan is a cowboys and lakers fan sturch is a cowboys and yankees fan sturch also likes the new york rangers sturch is really tough scene for you sturch but your cap collection is probably sick um so i mean you got that going for you (laughs) (laughs) at least uh tony close us out it's christmas time sing us a song give us a dance do not wreck this with your internet make it good it
2: was the night before christmas and all through the house. <laughs> no, nah, I don't got nothing for you. Listen. Um... Oh, <laughs> oh, it started yeah. out so good. <laughs>
1: that was going to be sick, dude. Why didn't you finish it? You know why? You have an I, I forgot
2: for the rest, it. really.
1: <laughs> Tom, show him how it's done. Tony, you're removed from this ever again. Seriously, that was awful. <laughs> uh,
3: I just want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. And a happy NFC East championship just around the corner.
1: Washington, your benches suck. We'll see y'all next time.